0: Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Welcome to NVTV. We're here today at the Buckeye Lake Brewery with Rich um, to talk to him about his business. One of the things we're gonna to try to do with NVTV is uh, provide you as much information about um, small businesses as we can. So that is going to entail sitting down with professionals to give you information, but then also, and what we're doing today, is to sit down with Rich, sit down with small business owners and uh, have them tell your, their stories so if you're thinking about getting into small business or you are in a small business um, it's oftentimes helpful to hear other business owners talk about their businesses what works what doesn't work um, and you can learn a lot that way so rich before we really get into the business itself tell me a little bit about your background
1: um, well uh, before i worked uh, before i opened the brewery i worked um, in graphic production i worked for a retail design firm uh, in Columbus, um, I did that for about twenty years, and uh, and was, was pretty much was in the retail design segment of it. But I, I dealt with graphic production.
0: Okay, you in for twenty years? Yeah. You like it? You stayed it uh, for a while? Yeah,
1: no, I, I really liked it. It was uh, it was great, and it wasn't until the the you know my position started to change away less from graphic production and more towards kind of an IT type position. That I you know that's when I started to like think about other things.
0: Okay. And then how did brewing become another thing that you were thinking about doing?
1: Um, well, you know, uh, uh, when I had decided that it was time to make a career change, I started doing a lot of research, started uh, looking at a lot of different um, industries, mostly in the graphics industry. Um, but um, while I was researching like T-shirt places and wide format printing and things like that, I stumbled across this website called ProBrewer.com, mm-hmm. and they um, they had have a website dedicated to brewing professionals, and I just I couldn't get away from it. I spent an entire weekend just constantly looking at all of the posts and questions and and all of those things. And um, after that weekend um, of looking at it, I just uh, I googled how to start your own brewery, and um, and I found this little brewery in Colorado called Colorado Boy Brewing. And um, there's a guy out there. His name is Tom Hennessy, and he teaches people how to open breweries. Um, so I, for twenty five hundred dollars, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and and see what this is all about. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested.
0: Then what what on the website was intriguing to you? Was it the the brewery and the the, the beer side of the business, or was it um, the business side of the business that was really well, to you? Well,
1: the thing that the thing that was that really got me was that. People were posting questions. Um, Some of them were pretty complex, and some of them were pretty basic and easy. And it didn't matter really what it was, but people were answering their questions. They were not making them feel like idiots. They were just being very helpful. And I I thought, man, what a great industry to be in where you've got this resource uh, where when you stumble across something, somebody can help you. And a lot of the questions had to do with starting your own brewery. So I was able to... um, you know, I just saw that like, wow, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be very helpful um, for somebody just starting out.
0: Okay. So it actually ended up being the community that was around it that mm-hmm. was most intriguing to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So as you started to get into actually brewing, did, did you homebrew for a while I, before? I had or never you brewed you jump before. Right into
1: it? I never brewed before. I um, uh, after I signed up for that class, there was about a two-month lag uh, to where um, before I was gonna go to Colorado. So I went ahead and, and started buying my home brewing equipment and I just wanted to kind of familiarize myself with the process. I knew that I was never going to be the brewer, mm-hmm. um, that I was going to require a professional. Uh, so, but I needed to know like what I was getting into. Sure, sure,
0: okay. Um, so when you, when you were leaving the graphic design company or your position as a graphic designer, were you leaving thinking you were going to start? A business or were you just well I, evaluating I, actually, option?
1: <clears throat> I actually was was pretty lucky in that I uh, um, I had had started the process of opening the brewery and I actually opened the brewery so I worked um, full-time at my other job okay. for about a year and a half um, while the brewery was open so I would I would get up in the morning I would come here meet with my brewer I would go to work and then after work I would come back and work in the tap room right so right. it was
0: that that's a pretty consistent story when it comes to starting a business. It uh, was starts it was, a side hustle and <laughs> it was, worked it was, sixteen hours a day and
1: it was critical. I, I don't I don't think I could have done it if I hadn't uh, if I hadn't done it that way, yeah. and definitely had my fingers crossed um, that when I told my employer what was going on that they would keep me on. Yeah, yeah, so, and it worked and they out did great. It? Yeah, yeah, it worked out That's a great. nice employer. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, it was great.
0: Yeah. So as you were, as you were doing that. Was the, was the graphic design helping to fund the business or were you, did you have to go get capital loans and that kind of thing to get um, started or, we, we, or you, you started know, real small? And we,
1: we cashed in everything. Okay. So, so we, um, we capitalized it with our retirement. Okay. And um, Went all in. Yeah. And then we uh, supported ourselves uh, through, the, uh, through my job as graphic production. And, um, and so that made it so we didn't have to pull money out of the brewery. Uh, until we were a year and a half into it.
0: Okay, and that's real helpful.
1: Uh, Couldn't have made it, couldn't have made it.
0: Yeah, we talked with uh, an accountant the other day and he was stressing the need for capital. And you know, you get uh, into a slow spot in year one and year two, and and you don't have that reserve or that extra income, that other income, in this case from your other job, and can really just kill your business right there. Yeah, yeah,
1: it very easily could have just fizzled out from the very beginning.
0: So how long ago was that that you, you started Um, And you were running the two two jobs simultaneously.
1: Well, 2010 is when I, uh, in May of 2010, is when I started looking at the website. Um, And then uh, the class was in August. And then we found uh, this location here in Buckeye Lake in March of 2011. And then we opened the doors uh, in February of 2012. So it took us almost a year to get the building in shape and and get the licensing and everything that we needed. And then another year and a half, um, so it was June of 13 that I left the uh, the uh, retail design firm.
0: Okay, talk a little bit about, you said it was a year, that, that year process, because I, I think a lot of people think, hey, I'm gonna start a business, I have this idea, mm-hmm. and they'd be actually really good at whatever, in this case, brewing beer, Right. but there's a thousand other things that go with it and around it that people aren't prepared for. And
1: Well, you know, in, in the brewing industry, uh, in particular, um, I noticed that a lot of lot of them are started by brewers and, and and they don't realize that there's so much besides brewing that needs to be done that very quickly after they get open, they have to hire a brewer mm-hmm. because just running a business in itself, right. um, just dealing with just the day-to-day operations and uh, making sure that things are ready when your customers come in, uh, it takes a lot of time. It does. and it does. Uh, And so... Um, yeah, so, and, and I think that's probably true with everything. Like if you're a mechanic or you're a plumber or whatever, whatever you start out to do, um, you'll find very shortly into it that you no longer have time to do what your specialty is. Right. So that's something that people need to take in consideration that, that if you have a hobby and you like it, you might want to keep it as a hobby. Right. Because, well, uh, let's put it this way. I have not brewed a batch of beer since I opened <laughs> and I actually did start to enjoy brewing as I was going through the learning process, mm-hmm. and uh, someday I hope to brew again. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're uh, so busy running the business. There's so. no time.
0: So um, you don't have to go into too much detail. But what are the sorts of things that you do as a business owner that's not brewing? I think that's kind of important um, to because a lot of that it will be um, will translate to other businesses. Yeah.
1: Well, I do. I I'm basically I fill in the gaps. So okay. anything that that you don't have um, someone who's dedicated that's their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be something that comes up on a weekly basis. It could be a daily basis. Um, just simple little things um, of, you know, being there to receive packages or, you know, orders and making sure that they that they're, that you got everything. Right. Um, you know, if somebody's brewing, they don't have time to go over and, you know, leave their job to make sure everything's okay. Um, just, and then also anything that has to do with the money. Um, when the when the checks come in, just making sure that that all of the that it, you know they were written for the right amount and that the that um, they got the product that they wanted and that uh, just that everything's accounted for. Yeah, things like that. Right. Um, and then. And then ordering things too. I mean, right. you have to order things for the tap room. I have to order things for the brewery. Um, uh, yeah, just anything, anything that has to do with just keeping it going.
0: How's um, having employees?
1: Um, it can be difficult, um, mostly just dealing with their different schedules and, mm-hmm. and filling in for when, uh, when they're not there. That's, that, that can be a challenge right there because you're a small business, so you don't have a lot of overlap in employees. So if somebody is going to be gone for a few days, mm-hmm. um, you're not necessarily prepared. You don't have somebody trained to do what they do. Um, so you try to like, uh, unfortunately they usually end up working more before they leave and then more when they get back <laughs> to kind of make up for it. Right. But that's, that's just how it is, you know, working in a small business. It's the reality of, yeah. of any small business and mm-hmm. whether you're a business owner, in this case, you're an employee, like you said, you gotta work
0: to prepare to leave and then, yeah, and then catch up when you get back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what, what do you think has been the, the out of, I mean, you've hinted on a couple of them, but what's been the, really the biggest challenge
1: as a business owner? you um you know that uh, that staffing thing has been a really big deal um we're always understaffed uh you always want to uh you're always hesitant to make that that next hire uh for a position you know to take on to take on payroll um you're always hesitant to even though you know you've got you've got it because you never want to lay anybody off and so you're constantly um for us I feel like we're always shorthanded and there's always something that like I'm getting ready to leave at the end of the day and I'm like, oh, I forgot. I got to, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. And if you had that other person, those things would have been taken care of. And so it makes your days stretch longer um, and it makes it, uh, yeah, to where you can kind of get burned out.
0: (laughs) Sure, sure. And and a lot of business that small business owners do for that reason. What would you think or what would you say your typical day is in terms of? Or week. I mean, like, how many hours a week do you think you're putting into you business?
1: You know, it's really difficult to say because because I have a hard time um, breaking up. I, I work at home a lot, mm-hmm. um, so I'll be out during the day doing things. But anytime something comes to mind, I jump down on the computer. If it's like, oh, we need to order this, or, or I, you know, I'm thinking about buying this piece of equipment. Well, which one should I get? And so I can spend two or three hours a night. Uh, in front of the computer, um, researching some. You know, we just we just had a we just had to replace one of our vans. You know, mm. usually when I buy a vehicle, it takes me about three months to figure out what I'm going to get. Right. Well, I needed a van like right now, and so I'm sitting there at night. I'm like researching where to find a van. You know, all these vans. What model do I want? You know, where can I get the best deal? Then I got to then I got to research the. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I need to buy some. I need a cage for it. So now mm-hmm. I'm like looking for some accessories that I need to add on to it that um, it didn't come equipped with. Right. So it's almost never ending, just right. those little things. And right. for me, when it comes to mind, that's when I do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's seven o'clock at night or seven o'clock in the morning yeah. or four in the morning, yeah. right. to be honest.
0: And it, it can sound like maybe we're trying to talk people out of being a small business owner, but you need to know what you're getting into and you need to really love what it is you do because it is, it, when, you, when you're an employee, yeah. what, you know, if it's 9 to 5, at 5 o'clock, you're, you're going home. Right. And you can kind of check out. Oh, yeah. But if when you own a business, it is, it is, it I'm going to do the exact same thing at the moment, actually, too. Yeah. I'm evaluating equipment. And yeah. I, was, I have a child with a fever. We were up to 2 in the morning. So I was holding her, like yeah. watching YouTube videos and doing yeah. research on a piece of equipment. I mean, yeah. it just never stops. And when something needs to be done, like you said, at the end of the day, there's no way else to take care of it. Yeah. Your employees have yeah. gone home, so it's only yeah. you.
1: Yeah. I mean, yesterday, um, we realized that we needed to deliver a keg. And it was about four thirty, and I was the only one here. Right. And it's like, oh, we missed this one. Well, guess who did it. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you throw it in the van and you go take off and yeah. you go deliver. Yeah. So. Um, how how does that? How's the like the work life balance for you? Um, yeah. Well, I, I will say this: I have been able to uh, uh, cut the weekends out. Yeah. So. Um, because because our situation, you know, we have a commercial side of the business where we sell to bars and restaurants, and then we have um, our retail side of the business, which is the tap room. Um, because of that, I've been able to give up the running of the tap room to someone else, and then um, so that means that I focus mostly on the commercial side, mm-hmm. and which means that it is generally uh, a Monday through Friday type of a gig, um, and then. I've, I've been able to let go of the tap room and so That's that great. has been that has allowed me to, to do some things on the weekends where yeah. you know, it took me about about four years to get to that point though so um, right. for the first four years it was it was pretty much seven days a week mm-hmm. uh, just every every minute that you weren't doing something else, yeah. I was doing something for the
0: brewery. What was that? You said let go. I think that's a good phrase to be using because a lot a lot of business owners are so well, into what they're doing that.
1: Well, it helps to have people that you can trust. Right. So uh, you finally get to where you have people that you can trust, to and that's where you can let go. Yeah. Um, if if you don't if you don't have experienced people or you don't you don't have that comfort level, then you can't. Then you're still you're still there you're looking at the cameras and you're you know you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on and um, uh, but once you have people that, that you can trust then you're you're able to just kind of let go and 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 as long as I see the sales figures are not dipping then I know that we're doing okay and and the reviews we you know we, we watch the reviews and see what our customers tell us and uh, and you know we've seen we've seen a couple reviews that have made us question what's going on. and and now that I look back, it's like, oh, you know what, we didn't have the staff in place uh, right. during those times, um, and now we do. So uh, so we haven't we haven't really seen those any you know, any bad reviews for a while. That's good. Yeah, no, it's been great, right. what What do you love best about it? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot to like about it. I mean, obviously, I love interacting with our customers. Um, I didn't, and that's something I didn't know about me um, before I did open the business. Um, and I think because I was the owner of the business, people started to come up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's something I realized that like, you know, I really like talking to people, even whether it's on the retail side or the commercial side. Um, I love the business. And I love talking about the business. And uh, so I really like that. Um, but then also like from the actual work side of it, um, I really like the branding part of it. I like coming up with the names of the beers and working with the graphic designer to come up with designs to like, you know, to, that will uh, communicate that brand. Um, I really like the branding on it. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense given the 20 year history you had with graphic oh, yeah. design. And, and, and it's funny yeah. too, because, um, <clears throat> when you know, people ask me this, this these questions about, uh, about how I got started and everything. And there's a, a story I tell about um, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, uh, in about the fourth grade, I uh, I collected beer cans. So I had about three hundred beer cans. Um, some I inherited from my brothers, and um, my dad would, when he was on a trip or something, he'd bring beer cans back. And uh, I had a subscription to Beer Can Monthly uh, as a as a sixth grader. So um, uh, so I I realized after I got the brewery open that I really have this this affinity for brands Mm -hmm. and that's what i liked about the beer can collection was just all the different brands and you know that just goes back to graphic design and graphics and so um really that has been something uh, the branding is something that that is what i what drew me to the brewing industry whereas a lot of people it's the brewing and and i i I am and have been a craft beer fan but it's i think it's the branding part of it that that really got me into it
0: yeah that's really interesting because you've hit on the two big things that most small business owners struggle with are the finance side of it, which you talked a little bit about making sure checks clear and you know yeah. taking care of that side of it, which is a particular side of your brain. And the mm-hmm. other one, then, is actually the marketing mm-hmm. side of it, which mm-hmm. you well, and have going too, you know, so. and the
1: thing, the one thing I have to say about that is, uh, you know, branding is so important, and I tell everybody to hire a very good professional graphic designer. Um, look at their books, see what they've done, see what brands they've worked on, and make sure that you get someone good and not just somebody who has a computer and knows how to use it. Right. Uh, because branding is about color. It's about, um, uh, you know, just, just there, there's so much involved in it that requires a four-year degree. And um, a lot of people don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the branding is who you are. It doesn't matter who you are, right? It's to the public. It's who the people think you are, you know, what they think you are, and that's communicated through your branding. So, I tell everybody, you know, make sure you sock away some money for graphic design, and not just like three hundred dollars. You know, when you're putting that business plan together, and you're putting, you know, ten thousand dollars for plumbing, twenty thousand dollars for, you know, asphalt or whatever these different things. You know, remember your graphic designer is somebody that's going to work you know, 40 hours on your logo and they're probably going to make about fifty to a hundred dollars an hour. So, you better figure that into your budget and it's worth every penny. Right, right.
0: Outside of the sort of the logo and the design of the brand, what are the other things that you've been doing over the years to sort of market and brand and get out in the community that has been successful?
1: Um, Well, something, you know, we just did this. Um, We had a zero K run and uh, (laughs) And My kind of run, right there. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> what did I know about this, Rich? And, and it, it rolls right into our branding. I mean, it's like that's like when I when when I had heard of someone else doing a zero K run, I was like, that's us. That's who we are. Right. Um, as as a, a a a social lake with a lot of retirement retirement age people, um, it's just like that fit perfectly. So uh, we did the we. We did all the postings on Facebook about it. People could sign up in advance, um, and we had shirts printed up. We had a we had a, a, a start and a finish line that were about, um, you know, it was one end of the patio to the other end of the patio, and uh, and you know, so at one o'clock, everybody went out. They took their positions. Um, I started the race, and uh, within uh, ten seconds, it was over, <laughs> and uh, we awarded the medals and. Nice. It just turned into this. It was a really fun event. People enjoyed it. We were able to um, uh, raise over a thousand dollars for Buckeye Lake for Tomorrow, um, and they're they're responsible for uh, clean water at Buckeye Lake. Um, so it just you know things like that. Just being creative with your events mm-hmm. and uh, and making sure they tie into who you are, and and not just doing an event to have an event. Um, that's so. That's kind of that's something that. That we've done marketing-wise that, that was a huge success. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we talked a lot about the business side of it. Tell us about the business itself. Mm-hmm. What is Buckeye Lake Brewery?
1: Um, well, I mean, when we opened it, it was, it was intended to be um, just a place, a place that people in this area could get fresh beer. Um, we try to brew traditional styles um, to style and uh, we try not to get too fancy. Although I, I will say that since we opened up, um, one of the things we have noticed is it, with our casks is people really like to see some infusions and and coffee and, and different things put into the beers. So we have started to add some of that to try to um, keep our customers uh, happy. Right. Um, but uh, but also it's about um, having a, a a just a local tap room that like people can come and um uh, and just you know just talk to their neighbors and and meet new people and um, just you know just have a just have a nice relaxed good time yeah
0: yeah so it's as much about building community and mm-hmm. bring people together as it is about oh yeah yeah the, there the there, there a are
1: a lot of people that come in here and they've made really good friends that they do things outside of the brewery now mm-hmm. um, where that that never would have happened uh, had we not opened um, and and you know, I tell another story. One of the things is is when I was in Colorado and I was in their tap room, I was sitting there just observing, and I saw two people um, that uh, that lived. Uh, they were next door neighbors, and I kind of was just kind of watching them. And at the at the end of their conversation, the guy said, "Well, I can't believe we've lived next door for ten years and we've never met each other." And he, they shook their hands, and I just said, "Man, that would be great." Well, then. Within, in the first week that we were open, I witnessed the same thing. There were two people that lived five houses away from each other on the dam, and when they were done, they one shook his hand and was like, "Well, now that we know each other." And so uh, so that was great. I was right. like, I couldn't believe that we accomplished that so quickly. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, that's I mean that's true. We live a life. Most of us live lives that are a little insular. Mm-hmm. When we go home, we kind of stay in our house, and a lot of us don't. Yeah. We might wave at our neighbors that we don't really know them real well right. or hang out like, you know, you maybe one day one day Mm-hmm. 50 years ago did but yeah um, so it's At, places like this that then bring people to the yeah and
1: and, and and pretty much when you're in here uh, just about anybody will talk to you so yeah. it's you can come in here by yourself or you can come in here with a couple of friends and then chances are you will all meet new friends yeah. so that's great yeah so,
0: well what else is there that you want to tell people about either the operation or um, the experience of owner business ownership well,
1: or well, I mean, about the operation, um, just that, you know, we recently have added food, um, okay. and, we're, and, and we're open seven days a week, where I don't think a lot of people realize that we're open uh, every day, and, um, and that you can get really good fruit food from the, yeah. from the chef shack that we, have, uh, that we added, which has been, that has been great to have that option every day of the week yeah. um, versus having the food trucks sporadically out mm-hmm. there.
0: So. Talk to me a little about that because that's that's
1: obviously an interesting
0: interesting business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the process of sort of evaluating um, obviously a whole new product line and yeah uh, a different offering
1: for, for us? Um, the, the problem that we had is is anytime you bring somebody in from outside, you know you rely on them and you know sometimes food trucks have problems they they break down and and uh, and so you can have a great food truck lined up on a great Thursday or Friday night. And they break down, and suddenly you're just like, well, there went half my customers. Uh, and so you try not to rely on other people. And so, you, we, you know, our idea was to try to bring that in-house. Right. Um, and, uh, and then also, it, you know, with all the breweries that are opening up, it's getting a lot more competition for the food trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think we had three new breweries open up in Licking County this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all vying for the same food trucks. So, um, you know, we saw that coming and said, you know, that's that's something that that uh, if we can if we can find a good partner to be here full time, then we could. And and we did. We found a great partner that has just really good fresh food and.
0: So you actually had the demand already there built in with the food trucks.
1: Yeah. So people were accustomed to coming here and eating. So yes. It it's kind of an easy. Yeah, it was it was a pretty easy transition, um, especially especially the way that it's set up, where uh, people can walk up to the counter, order the food. They give them a buzzer, they go back to their seat, and then when the food's ready, they buzz them, they come up and get it. It's very similar to the food truck environment. So, um, so there was no training yeah. of customers, like, of how to deal with it. Yeah, they already understood from the food trucks. Mm-hmm. So,
0: General question just about Buckeye Lake in general, um, as a lot of people who see this will know, mm-hmm. or, you know yeah. or in this community and communities around it. Know that sort of the trouble the the lake's been having with the mm-hmm. dam situation. Yeah. How is that progressing? You know, how you know? It's close. my
1: understanding that it'll be it'll be ready for use this fall. Um, the water will level level will come back on March 1st, and we'll have a big party for that. Knowing that that they're going to be closing the spillway and bringing the water level up. Um, and uh, and I think I think having a, a four-mile bike path out there adds a new element to where we'll get a different crowd. Um, come out that are uh, that are you know cyclists at least that's what we're hoping. Yeah. So um, yeah, we were talking earlier
0: you had the have a bike rack yeah, out now. You got the bike just... rack <laughs> out
1: and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have to add another one.
0: So wh- why did you decide Buckeye Lake was the place to open a brewery?
1: Um, you know when I went to Colorado boy uh, and I was there, um, we started talking and he, he told me he, that, that Ridgeway, Colorado was a town of about 800 people. And there was another town about 10 minutes away, uh, that had two breweries. Ridgway had one brewery and, um, the, the, they also have a same, same type of thing. There's a hot springs nearby. And th- so they have a seasonality to it. Uh, in the wintertime, they don't have much business because the, uh, because the ski resorts get all of that and they're over an hour away. Um, so because they were doing it with 800 people in their town, I thought, well, if they can make it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to like a half million people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I know that we can make this work. And so Buckeye Lake, I immediately thought of it. And we had a, we had a cottage out here at Buckeye Lake. So I, I was very familiar with the area. Um, it just, it, it, it made sense. So um, yeah, so Buckeye Lake was one of the, one of the top locations as I was starting to look for locations.
0: All right, Rich. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Uh, that was very informative, sure. for me, and I'm sure for everybody else. So, thank you to all of you for tuning in, and we will see you next week on NBTV.